WNST, Towson, Baltimore, and Baltimore <laughs> Positive. You making fun of me, John? No, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> John Allen is here. Uh, we are at Cost. This is all brought to you by the Maryland Lottery. We're celebrating 31 years. Gina Shock is here, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. And it's also brought to you by our friends at Goodwill, as well as Window Nation. George Kandilis, uh began this thing by saying, I know Gina Shock. I was in a band with her back in the 70s called Scratch and Sniff. <laughs> we played the Marble Bar. and did. Uh, you did play the Marble Bar. That was Bar. a big deal, too. So, did you tell him who our manager was? Who was your manager? I did not. Our manager was a, a wonderful, interesting woman named Chris Mason, Christine Mason, and she... Uh, she did all the hairdos for John Waters films. Right. Really? Really? Chris that did all true. the hairdos, yep. yeah. All those fabulous bouffants yep. <laughs> were creations and, of Chris Mason. And her favorite line was, cute don't wash with me, asshole. So, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she did not take any prisoners. No, it, it sounds that way. I mean, that's why John Waters yeah. hired her, right? Yeah, Chris was yep. something else. She was quite a character. She really was. Got Wait, could Scratch and Sniff have made it, like you guys were doing this to... Get a record deal or no? Was it not that sophisticated at that time? It wasn't was, that sophisticated right. at that time. We were just, I, I don't we know. We were learning. We were learning and we were having fun and we were getting better at our at our, at our instrument. We were just, you know, learning as we go, but right. but getting better. Right. What kind of gigs were you getting at Scratch and Sniff? Not a whole lot. There weren't a whole lot of places. <laughs> yeah, the Marble Bar Room, not a whole lot, right. but the Marble Bar Room. Oh, right. yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. But then there was the Marble Bar Room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, for, for, for you with, with, with Scratch and Sniff breaking up, I want to understand you selling off the Monte Carlo, getting a try. I just want to understand the mindset of this young lady from Dundalk who's driven, who's in this band with this nice gentleman here playing guitar, and you decide to say to them, all right, we got to break up. I'm going to go to L.A. and be in a rock and seminal rock and roll band with four other women and get into the well, hobby. Well, it didn't happen like that. I know it like didn't. That, but um, uh, how did that go? It was like I oh I got in a band with Edie Edie Edith Massey. Okay. The Egg Lady. Okay. John's films, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And we, he, she was like, one day I went in her shop. Oh, Gina, we're gonna be going to New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco. Do you want to join my punk rock band? And I'm like, sure, Edie. You know, <laughs> any way to get out of Baltimore. That yeah. was the goal. You know, yeah. get out of town. Go to go to New York. Go to San Francisco. Go to L.A. Places where record labels are, where maybe you can get noticed. So I said, of course I would do it, and we did do it. And I made a couple great friends. Um, and went back, uh, make a long story short, I went to New York, went to L.A., went to San Francisco, came back to Baltimore and realized that I would probably have to go to L.A. to make it. Uh, the cost of living was more reasonable there, and I knew I, I could afford to live there. Um, you know, I have, have to get a job, do whatever I have to do, but that's where I was going to look for my band that I wanted to join and make it big. Um, in the meantime, George, I think, understood you know, that I wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. Um, of course. So I know you never <laughs> held that against me, George, right? Never. I couldn't imagine, nope. right? Nope. You were, you, dest- just- you were destined for bigger things. I don't know about that, but I, I really, you know. Because, I mean, if you have the drive to do that, it's like somebody that wants to go to New York to learn to be an actor or L.A., 
you follow the business to its mechanism. And you, yeah, right? you can't. You, it's so hard to get a record deal right. staying in Baltimore. It's, oh God, it's, practically right. impossible. Back then, it was practically impossible. Yeah. Right. Maybe not these days. You know. Well, there was no internet. There right. was none. Oh, nothing. So. Well, John, yeah. your band did it not that long after, right? Like we your band to, sitting well, we in eighty one, eighty two. You got signed with eighty seven, eighty eight. Uh, eighty nine was when we got our deal. Record came out in ninety. The first one, yeah. So, uh, so we had to go to New York. We had to there showcase in New yeah. York was the first place we got a, a label saw us and actually that was by chance we were just we were there in the city that's that's why you went to New York then right. you know yeah. we went on it after 2 a.m. at Here the cat go. club right. on a Wednesday night and I'll never forget my manager coming in the in the dressing room and he he had this look of shock on his face and he had a card in his hand and, he, and I'm like what's up and he goes he hands me his card from MCA Records they ah. and our guy he's like this guy just gave me his card, and I was such a young punk who didn't know anything. I was like, "Of course, that's why we came here." You know, right. I'm great. What do you mean? <laughs> Not the same way, John. I felt the same way. We, yeah, we deserve it. Come on, yeah, yeah right. of course. But of course. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know, you know. And, and then yeah, and then we were we brought all every every boss that they had came down to Baltimore to see us play, and we were like, "Yeah, we're so close, we're so close." And then it was right before Christmas, and all those people got fired. <laughs> that's how the record business is. <laughs> Man. So our interest went out the window. You know, so then we Baby, had. Maybe I get that. That happened to me with my House of Shock record. Yeah. I did that first record, on and that Capitol. was on Capitol. And then I got a call from Tom Wiley, who was the head of A and R, who signed the Go Go's. Yeah. I mean, who signed House of Shock, rather, my band. Yeah. And um, he said, you know, Gina, everybody's going to get fired in a month. Yep. Do you want out now, or do you want yeah. me to let you go, or do you want to stay and whoever yeah. the new group of people come in? Right. And I was like, of course, I want to get out of this. I don't want to yeah. be a write off. No. Yeah. And so let me go. You're orphaned when and that then happens. I, yeah. And so that was the end of that I had a second record I was I was in in the process of writing songs mm-hmm. I was already working with different writers mm-hmm. um, and it was over that quick yep. so that's when I got fed up and said to hell with this I don't want to be in a band anymore mm-hmm. and I went to New York City and just started really writing and then got a deal with MCA publishing in New York where I right. got in John Alexander okay yeah yeah yeah, our guy from MC, MCA, Danny Strick, I think he wound up in publishing Danny as well. Danny Strick, wait, I know that name. Yeah, that was a million years ago. Yeah, but that's, yeah. I'm a million years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a million plus, John. <laughs> um, I, I guess for, for, for that era and your band specifically, and the documentary would speak to this as well, the documentary is great. I love it, you guys. Isn't it really it funny? is great. It well, captures it great. the band really well, I think. I saw lots of parts around that, and you had a female uh, 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 producer for that. No, director. Director, director excuse Alice me. Nelwood, yeah. Right, and I, I saw the interview with her. But She's I, wonderful. in it, I realized you had a, like female roadies, female management. Well, like we, we did. Literally. The, the, it the, was girls' club. It was important. Like us against them, God damn it! You know what I mean? Uh, so we got ahead turned of the time, down. too. We got I mean, turned down by every record label in L.A. Uh, nobody would give us a, a record deal. Um, and it was really because we were girls. Because there hadn't been an all-girl band that had been really hugely successful. Right. I mean, there was the Runaways, but the Runaways, like, they they weren't a huge national success. Maybe right. on East Coast and West Coast, but right. they weren't, you know, that, they didn't sell millions and millions of records. And so, you know, record labels always want to go with, with what is 
tried and true. What's safe? If if this band makes it, let's let's sign a hundred other bands that are just like them, and a couple of them are gonna are gonna stick. Something's you know? gonna pop, yeah. right? So finally, we get a, a, a fellow named John Guaneri who worked at IRS Records, which was a small independent label distributed by A and M, and Miles Copeland was the head of the company, and his brother Stuart was the drummer in the Police, and his other brother Ian had a, a had a um, um, a booking agency called FBI. So there was the police, IRS, and FBI. Anyway, all the family. So um, he, um, John Quinary brought Miles down to see us, loved us, and signed us to a record deal. Not much money, 60000 to make that first record, which had to include everything. And here we and are. And you had to New pay York it back, City. too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah and every, oh. Yeah, so, but the, the audience knows that I'm in right. on this, right? Yeah. But the audience doesn't know. Oh, Charles played his good sign for a million dollars. Yeah, it right. means you're a million dollars in debt. Yeah. Is what that means. That's and I, right. we did not get signed for a million dollars. I understand that. But, and Dundalk, it felt like a million dollars. What was your signing? She did 60 grand. I'm trying to think. You were a few years that later. Was 60 grand. I know that. I remember that we got like 20,000 for an artist advance. Mm-hmm. We bought some amps because our amps were all beat up. I got a fresh set of Peisty cymbals. And that was a, that was all we spent Money's gone. on. Yeah, we spent on ourselves, and then everything else just went back into the band. The record cost like a hundred thousand to make it. You know, we we recorded in at Sheffield here in Maryland, then we mixed it out in L.A. Sunset Sound. Oh yeah, nice and, uh, Sunset Sound. And did some uh, did some overdubs out there. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it was it was nothing because we had no other labels interested in the band except for Chrysalis. So we got signed. Yeah, you know, we weren't a bidding war like my later band when I joined SR seventy one. That was a totally different story. That was a bidding war. There's no bidding war on the go-go's, was, right? You were just happy to get to 60 um, no, grand. No, 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 no. We, um, I don't think we got any upfront money. They just, they just said we'll pay to make your record, and then the budget was wound up being sixty thousand. Yeah. We finally arrived on. We got Richard Goddard involved, who was a great writer um, and had, you know, done some Blondie records. He, he's done it. He produced a lot and wrote a lot of really big hits. Um, so getting him involved was a really smart smart move on Miles Copeland's behalf because this guy is a hit songwriter and you got to start with a hit yep. and then you hope that the ingredients you have to make that whole ball of wax form into something that's going to be beautiful that everybody's going to love well you never know how that's going to work out but um, you know starting out with a great song is, is what you got to base it on but then everybody has to do their part and add parts that make you different and become your style and the sound that your band will become. A lot of ingredients, you know, to make something happen. Then and you got to push it. And I talk about this, you know, to people here and there. From the very beginning of a kernel of a, of a song idea, it can get screwed up on so many levels, levels, yeah. you know, steps of the way. The fact that we ever have, you, you've had a hit record and everything it's like a miracle right yeah it's I a miracle it. I know it and all it the pieces, works out and then you got all the people working at record labels right and if one guy really screws up it can mess up the whole thing yeah. and, you know and nobody talks to each other and so many one factors person does their job and another person does it oh that's that's that department or this department you're like Jesus Christ man we're doing our best can you help out a little and yeah. do your job get a record on the radio yeah right? literally get us oh, played that's another right? thing that's yeah. just about having money to pay the right people <laughs> well I remember the first time that I, I, I saw all the video for our lips are sealed. Was that was was that the first the, the hit song that you knew, or was we got to be because you they were released in a different order? They were well, no, sure, we right? um, 
the, uh, we did the first single came out on Stiff Records it was when we were in England touring with the police I mean touring with um, Madness and um, the specials it's really weird I had a very vivid dream last night of myself and my boyfriend at the time Mark Bedford who was the bass player in Madness Mark and I had a long distance love affair for several years but oh I was so crazy One about him step Beyond. You bet it, yeah. Well, that was yeah. madness. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, our house. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mark and I had this wonderful relationship, and I had this dream about him last night that the Go-Go's stopped at his house now, present time, and he, you know, he was kind of an art, a graphic art artist. He was really, really good, um, and he lived in this crazy-ass house with all this beautiful furniture that was very futuristic, the whole thing. I felt like it was in another world. Anyway, I'll tell that's another story. That's next week, I'll tell you. <laughs> anyway, I, I swear to God, when I opened my eyes, I felt like I, I, I wanted to get a hold of Mark today. Mm-hmm. And see, I had this dream. It was so real, right. you know, yeah. when you have them, and you can't tell the difference whether it happened or it didn't. It was one of those. Do, yeah. do you remember Stiff Records tagline? Oh, Stiff Records, yeah. Go ahead. If it ain't stiff, it ain't worth a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Robinson was the head of that label. Anyway, he saw us play, and he, he signed us to a single, which was fine because we thought, well, at least we'll get something out. And they imp- the import here in the States of We Got the Beat is what got us rolling. Because while okay. we were over there failing horribly, we, we didn't make We thought we'd go over there and we'd be a big hit because England's way ahead of, of the States. And, you know, everybody, we, lo- we loved all UK acts. We were really into English bands. And... Um, so we're failing over there horribly. And we got the beat starts happening in clubs. They're playing it, they're playing it, they're playing it. While we're over there, we start getting a real big buzz. We come back, still can't get a major label to sign us, but IRS stepped up to the plate and gave us a deal. They did that for a lot of bands, though. That was, that was the, yeah, that was the story it, yeah, of the indie, indie labels, yeah, right? Yeah, they did that for a lot of bands, especially after we made a lot of money for them that they could sign REM and give them money to put, you know, yeah. We funded that label for a well, long time. Well, I appreciate time. you giving the world REM, too. I know I do that. So, John's got family here today. Eddie Lauer's hanging out. I want to talk about your hard rock gig two weeks from now and putting together a little bit of a band. Uh, I've got Steve Ports in the band. It's good seeing you, George. Um, and and John's going to be a part of this as Yay! well as Eddie Lauer. John and Eddie. Well, in your I'm mind, th- this, this deal at hard rock... Sam What's the Santa. deal? Well, I, 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 it's it's the holidays. Santa, the real Santa's here. That's absolutely the real Santa. Yeah, she's the hey, yeah, yeah, here we go. Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Hey, all right. Merry happy Christmas, Santa. We're just doing a show. It's okay. Good seeing you. You come to Dundalk and try to do. I bring you and you and me to Dundalk at Christmas time. You're, one of us is bound to be related to somebody. Gonna happen. Right, Something's exactly. going to happen. So right? I want to, two weeks from now on the 28th, I want to get people down for oh, this man, thing. Oh, man, yeah, come down to the show. Because you're doing something with I'm three do, great okay, friends of wait, mine. I'm going to do my book signing, which I'm very proud of. We're going to have some memorabilia and stuff there as well that will be, you know, will be up for if you want to buy it, if you're interested. But. The big thing is that we're actually gonna we're gonna play some music. Nice. And I'm really excited with. Do I get to make requests? Well, no. Yeah, sure. But I gotta talk to John. I'm just trying to think of what I want to see him sing. That's all. Do I want to? Yes. Vacation. Head over heels. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. Let's go. Come on. 
you're blushing. This is going to be fun. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's getting hot. I had to take off my sweater. All right, look, I'm going to break it up. Because you want to drink um, old fashions. We yeah. want to eat some crabs. Can't You've already ate my damn Can't crab cake. Now this? we're friends. You... Why are you going to quit? I want to keep talking. Okay, well, let's go. It's your show. What do you want to keep talking about? I don't know, but I'm just excited to be here. I'm, I'm so happy to be back in back home. Now, isn't the uh, Head Over Heels, isn't that playing? Um... Oh, Jesus, that's right, you guys. Our musical is playing in Baltimore what? right now. Our musical, the Go-Go's musical, Head Over Heels. Wendell! Wendell, when's Head Over Heels playing here? What's going? It's our musical. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. No, we're going to be there, but it's already started, right? Didn't it already start? You guys are going. Well, tell me about the musical. Let's go. Let's go. What's Head Over Heels? What's that about? It's a musical. It's the a go -Go, musical. Go-Go's musical. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all our music. Who plays um, you? No, but it's not like That's that. It's not like it's, that. It's, okay. it's a 17th century short story. It's a love story, and it's very twisted in typical Go-Go's fashion. Somebody, <laughs> somebody that would be interested in working with us, you know they're going to be a little bit off. Anyway, no, it's great. It's so good. I hate musicals, but I love this because it's really good. It, all right. It, 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 it stuck around there for a little while, but um, it's it's sort of playing all over the place now. I keep seeing friends will say, hey, I saw it's in Atlanta or here or there, whatever. Head Over Heels is playing all over the country now, um, and um, I'm, I'm very excited about this. So we found out that they happen to be um, be here while I'm in town, um, and it was for like a couple weeks at, what's the name of that place? Crap. What is it? Iron Crow? Iron Crow Theater. Head Iron over Crow here. Theater, okay. I think. I don't know. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it and find out. Yeah. It's, it's Joyce knows what, it's, it, what it's it is. It's the old theater Where's project. Joyce? The old theater project. Fair yep, enough. The old okay. theater project. All right. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to go there tomorrow and maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday and be signing books and I'm going to bring um, some of my uh, photography from the book, which I'll, I'll be, se be selling as well. Now, the pictures that didn't wind up in the book is, is website. I mean, there, there has to be so, a cutting room floor No, 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 this, no. Right? I, I, you know what? No, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, a lot of people are talking to me already about another book because I have so much more stuff. I could do another book tomorrow, um, but it takes a long time to get that stuff together. But um, I do, you know, any of the any of the photos in the book. Um, but we picked out a lot of them that we've already had printed up and that we've already had on display at, at, at a couple different photo exhibitions that I've had, San Francisco and, and L.A. Um, we're doing them all over the place. He's booking them right now. Nice. Well, Very thanks cool. for making time for us again. You bet, you guys. So come Wear to your Head, Over City Head Over Heels uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Iron... What is Crow. it? Iron Crow. Iron Crow. Theater. That's why we Theater. keep George around. Thank George. It's really, it's really a good I'm, musical. I'm the backup. Jim McGruder going to be there. Well, the oh, and Jim's the one that actually made, made yeah, he lives here. Well, it, it's been great having you, but more than that, this whole lineage of Scratch and Sniff, your band, Beyond Words, all this stuff, the Hammerjack stock, feels like about six hours ago now, doesn't it, John? It we does. <laughs> Stephen Hammer. You've been in Dundalk a long time, longer than John's. You'll remember today. <laughs> Not just for Santa Claus. I, and, and I hope to see you guys at the uh, Hard Rock. On the 28th, uh, Hard Rock in the afternoon, our friends at 100.7, uh, a lot of my friends, Steve Ports, Eddie Lauer, 
John Allen are going to join Gina Shock in doing go-go songs and other selected numbers. Yeah. Now you've written another song. You're going to sing and you're going to play the drums, right? Let's yeah, I think we're going to. We might do. I don't know. We haven't figured it all out, but I guarantee you, we'll come up with something interesting and something that we'll all be very happy to be doing. <laughs> and you're not going to be too uptight about how this is going to be low-key, right? You're just gonna, you're, this is a fun project for you. Yeah. Well, no, I want to just keep it cool. I don't want to get too picky, and you know, I just know it'll be great because I'm going to be playing with great musicians. Well, you have a great singer here. No, I so know great. that. Yeah. I, so. You know, so I'm not too worried. Honestly. You know, his original band has a reunion thing coming up too at M3 on May 6th, and I yeah. thought we were friends until I was on Facebook and I learned on Facebook like he put the band back together. I didn't even get the exclusive <laughs> on this, you know. I mean, I only know him since '79. This is a tough crowd around here. George Cadillus, uh, my dear friend for life, and his wife Joyce, uh, John Allen, of course, from Child's Play now, but Stone Horses sometimes, and of course Gina Shock, House of Shock, The Go Go's, and most importantly, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer of Dundalk. Yeah. Goodwill and Window Nation signing off from Costas. Yeah. There's a lot of people here. Stay with us.